Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbaji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH 11 7EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I say praise Jesus. Come on, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Give him praise, give him honor, worship him, adore him. You know, I wonder why Jesus would put right in the middle of his valedictory teachings. I mean, John 15. And going down the fifth or sixth verse, he said, Look, without me, you can do nothing. And he was teaching the closing teachings before he would go to the cross and, of course, ascend up. You know, without him, we're nothing. None of us is anything. Amazing God. Just let me give him praise again. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I don't know what to say about this man and this woman. But he will give me words. I'll be in five words or a sentence or five words. I don't know, but very short. You know, I was just thinking as I was sitting there, when Jesus passed through Samaria, he didn't have to, but he cannot deter to go through Samaria. The Bible says he had need to pass through Samaria. And with the happening in Samaria, when I began to understand why he had to, he went there solely to meet the woman of Samaria. The woman that you and I in our time would not even give a second look. She was not just a woman. Women were so oppressed in that civilization. She was a Samaritan. The Jews would not even talk to a Samaritan. A man to a woman, a Jewish man to a woman, talk to a Samaritan woman. But then met the woman there. And guess what? He was sitting, waiting for her. God will wait for you. He will wait for you. Regardless of where you've been and where you're coming from. He's waiting for you. Do you know that that was the greatest evangelistic move of that time? A woman seemingly a non-entity. In fact, an object of the earth for that civilization and for that tradition. No man will even stand her. Every man that will come close to you abandon her and run away. She had become the laughing stock of her time. No wonder she, did. she, didn't, she didn't go to the well when everybody was going. She waited until nobody was going. When there would be nobody. So she went alone where nobody would see her. But even in that condition, Jesus. I believe that this conference 
encounter with the creator and the savior for someone. And it's not just a lifetime encounter, eternal encounter in the name of Jesus. There's something happened. Something happened there. In the dialogue between the woman and Jesus, Jesus said something. If only you knew the gift of God. I said that to say this. These are gifts. Some may say you're just talking them happy. Okay, thank you. After everybody is entitled to his opinion. But I speak from the heart of God. Watch your future. In Jesus' name. Says, <clears throat> says, <clears throat> says, he has promised he will never fail. I will trust in him. I will trust in him. He has promised he will never fail. His faithfulness is forevermore his faithfulness is forever sure we celebrate you sir we celebrate you madam thank you for inviting us we were greatly blessed when they came she preached the garment of praise. Oh, we were blessed. In the first service and in the second service, he preached the mystery of the greater light. Ah. Thank you for coming. We were blessed. Please be seated. Father, take control. Bless your people and take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. How many of you know that nobody is adequately prepared for God's message? No, you will prepare very well. But when you stand, God will speak. And when he begins to speak, sometimes he will knock off what you have prepared. Or sometimes you take exactly what you have prepared and take it to another level. So let me quickly confess, I'm not adequately prepared for him, but I know he is more than prepared. I know that someone's life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus. My pretty wife. Namti. Hallelujah. My dutiful secretary. She's really more than a secretary. She's, my, she's like my wife's um, younger sister. My children's auntie. A minister of God herself. And of course, my two young boys. Tim Tim and Jump Jump. Praise the Lord. And it was quite, I mean, I, quite exciting to see Aram and Kafi. Wow. I like that. that was good. We give God the glory. For bishops, thank you for coming. God will forever honor you, sir. In the name of Jesus. God bless you, sir. For all the pastors who are visiting, Pastor Zandi. I don't know all the pastors, but pastors. God bless you, pastors. God bless you all. Thank you very much for coming. Hallelujah. And for Pastor Anthony, thank you very much. I mean, and Brother Eddie. God bless you. Amen. You know, I sat there and he said, this is, this is what we're going to talk on. I have some things written down. So. How do I put it? I have two ways to express it. Let me just, let me explain. He said, I will break barriers today. In the name of Jesus. So, giving it a title. Limit breaking anointing. 
in the name of Jesus. For our opening scripture, let's go to Psalm 105. I remember we are, the theme of the conference is let my covenant people go. Praise the Lord. Let my covenant people go. Psalm 105. Praise God. I'll read from verse 37 through 45. <clears throat> but before then, there's a song in my spirit, man. It says, at the center of it all is you that I see. It's you that I see. At the center of it all it's you that I see. It's you that I see. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our hands in praise, it's you that I see, it's you that I see. Let me stop it there. Verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among his tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and they brought quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise. And Abraham, his servant. I'll take that again. For he remembered his holy promise. And Abraham, his servant. He brought out his people with joy. His chosen ones with gladness. He gave them the lands of the Gentiles and they inherited the labor of the nations that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Remember, our theme is let my people go. Hallelujah. So we try to start on the conclusion. Did he let them go? Or let me put it another way. Did they go? They didn't just go. They left gallantly. Oh my goodness. They left celebrating. Oh my shakatabarababa. With silver and gold. <laughs> oh my king karababa. Uh -uh. Those are the times that were the poorest on earth as it were. When they were living. I see it around for someone. In the name of Jesus. Uh, you've been going to conferences and conferences are good. But sometimes you don't know when exactly God will strike something in your destiny. And he said to me, he said, he can save by many. He can save by one. Some dangerous things happen in small meetings. There was no unfeeble amongst his tribes. Egypt celebrated when they were living. <laughs> hey. They were not celebrating that, ah, look at them, they are great. No, they were celebrating that, oh, our troubles are over. Your promotion, 
will be the celebration of some people, not because they are happy you are being promoted, but that God is promoting you to give them peace. verse 42, we find why, why he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So everything we've seen God done for these people, everything was on covenant basis. It was because of covenant. So anybody could have just sat back and said, why would God be lavishing all his time and grace on such a, oh my goodness, covenant. And I'm talking to some covenant people here tonight. Expect the covenant keeping God to live up to his word. In the name of Jesus. You say, why are you so sure? Because I've never seen him fail. Not in the Bible, not in the lives of many brethren and people that I've read about, not even in my life. I tell people, oof, I feel the fire. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. God does what he has to do with me. And people look at me. And people begin to, ah, this man, this man. And God keeps quiet watching. And laughing. And getting excited. I said, but God, you know that this is not me. This is you. The devil knows that this is you. I know that this is you. He says, come on, enjoy it. So what do you think my response will be? Somebody's life is turning around permanently from this conference. In the name of Jesus. You see, Christianity is the reality of realities. Many people don't know. They think it's a religion. It's not religion. It's God's way of life. It's God's way of life. For dwellers of the earth, it's God's way of life. So you can see on the ground of the covenant, some things happen. Great, great things happen. So at this point, let me just take us back into the context of this very summary. So we'll go back into the book of Exodus. Praise God. Amen. I feel honored speaking, standing and speaking to you. Exodus. Praise the Lord. I think it all starts from chapter 3 particularly. You know the story? How Moses, who had fled from Egypt, that one time brave and confident young man, who suddenly got scared and fled, and now was serving his father-in-law, where he found an abode. He was a refugee that was made a son in a foreign land. And so he was ever grateful. So he was serving his father and he had gone out with a the flock. Then had an encounter. Small place encounter. Small place encounter. Hallelujah. <laughs> All his life, for 40 years, he dreamt of what God would do with his life. He knew it. But he blew it at age 40 and he fled. And for the next 40 years, he was still dreaming, God, you have spoken. When will it be? He had been in great places. He had been in the palace. As a matter of fact, he was taught to be the next pharaoh. There were wars that Egypt could never fought to win. If Moses didn't fight. But now, 
after eight years, the God has spoken. But what is happening? And this day he was just going about his normal daily chores. And he was going with the sheep. And come on, but Sandy just pointed, ah, God, I praise all this name. And suddenly, he saw the fire. Bushfire. Normal. With a person like that. Yeah. But there was something strange about this fire. Can I say to someone here, in the name of Jesus, because you have come to put your trust in God. Because your confidence is not in man. It's not in things and situations. Uh, people will see you. And what they see and they think they see will be different. They will see some strange. And guess what this thing does? When it comes, when it comes strange that way, it says, come here. Let's come, let's come. Come close. It will attract. You will want to see more. And you will hear clearly. And usually when you hear it's instructive. Small place happening. Alone in the wilderness with the animals. Even if he was trying to be impressive, who would impress? Oh, the cow or the goat. Can you imagine David? I wonder. David could not impress any man. It was only impressing the chicken and the goat and the cow. And the <laughs> but the creator of all things. Small place happenings. Yes. Just be faithful. Just remain loyal. Faithful is he who has called. To himself he did. So do not be weary. In the good things you're doing. Because in due course. There will be a reward. In the name of Jesus. He has never been known to fear. It's not about to fear. Glory be to God in the highest. Ah, we are grateful that we know him. So much grace that we are found faithful. We worship and so you remember the story so it was beckoned to come close and everything that happened there was instructive and the angel of the Lord appeared to him verse 2 in a flame of fire from the midst of, the, of a bush not the bush, a bush so he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire but the bush was not consumed then Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn Or it was not, I mean, it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside. Yeah, okay, it does not burn, sorry. Verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the fire, or from the midst of the bush, and said to Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Here I am. Eighty years struggle. It was eighty. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Can I say quickly? This is someone's holy ground. You've been in great places all around the world but this is someone's holy ground. What makes it holy? In eternity, we will remember. In the name of Jesus, we will remember. Glory be to God in the highest. Take off your sandals or for the place where you stand this holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen, no, everything on covenant ground. Now, if you are going to add to it, you saw the affliction of covenant children. You are not just a covenant child of God. Your affliction troubles him. The affliction of everyone will trouble him, but more so a covenant child of God. He's a covenant God. 
He's drawn to all, but much more to his covenant children. That's the truth. I have, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry because of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hittites, sorry, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel had come to me, and I have also seen the oppression which which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, wait a minute. Before anything from that moment, hear God, from the moment he met him, the encounter at the burning bush, he concluded what he would do. I can give you a little bit more. Before Pharaoh, let me just quickly put it all together here now. Before Pharaoh will even appear, sorry, before Moses will even appear before Pharaoh, God had told him every detail of what he would do. Watch this. Now therefore, before I have heard a cry, look at verse 10. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people. Okay. But Moses said to God, who am I? Okay. You know, I can go through the stories, but it would, that would be a lot of time now. But he said to him, verse 12, I will certainly be with you. And it shall be a sign to you. He told him all that. Then Moses in verse 13 said to God, indeed, when I come to Jerusalem, who will I say? Moses. Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the Lord God of your father has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? <laughs> and God said, I am who I am. And he said, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, this shall, this shall you say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of, yeah, this is my name forever. Go and gather, no, okay. Verse 18. Uh, then they will hear your voice and shall, come, and shall come to you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt. Well, okay, let me say again. Then they will hear your voice and you shall come you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrew has sent, I mean, has met with us, and now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Hear God, hear God, hear God, hear God. You know, he was still talking to Moses. Moses was still saying, I'm not sure. I'm not. Hear God at this point. But I am sure, God is speaking, but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. <laughs> no, not even by a mighty hand. But you are asking me to go. Yeah, go. But he won't let you won't go. He won't let them go. Where go? That was before he even appeared before Pharaoh. God had concluded matter and he, told, he revealed it to him. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Verse 20. It says, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in, in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. Before, he was still telling him and he was still saying, well, well, will they believe me? Will they not believe me? Will, will the children of Israel believe me? No, will Pharaoh even believe me? He was just downloading everything to him straight away. Okay. And I will give these people favor. Ah. He was yet to take the first step towards Pharaoh. Covenant keeping God. I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. Wasn't that what we read in Psalm 105? David born many, many years, generations later said, look, see the way he said, or the writer of the Psalm, see the way he said him out. Not empty handed. But that was 
the same exact same set of words that he told Moses. I'm here to announce to someone the limits over your life are broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, there's a song we sing. It says, covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. Alpha and Omega. There is no one like you. Covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. Alpha and Omega. There is no one like you. You know what God said to me before I got up there? He said, it's good that you are, you are known with them now. Because the time is coming when many more people from across the world want to identify with <laughs> Say, are you just speaking? Are you just trying to talk them happy? No. I know the way my, our God, I know the way it works. Our covenant keeping God, our loving Father. Hey, uh. Okay. I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when they go that you shall not go empty handed. Even, even gave him how it will happen. Watch. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor. He was yet to leave the burning bush. He even told him how he would do it. He was yet to leave the burning bush. This is the dialogue at the burning bush. Every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons <laughs> and your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egypt. No wonder they celebrated when they were little. Whew. The next line, you don't want to read it. But Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. But can I say this quickly? Whatever God has ordained or determined to do, nothing can stop him. Amen. Not the stubbornness of Pharaoh or the unbelief of the covenant children themselves. What he has ordained or what he has determined to do covenantly towards you, he will do. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. And so you begin to hear, let my people go, let my people go, let my people go several times. And Pharaoh was so stubborn. God said he would be stubborn. Now, uh, whether Moses remembered as he was going and Pharaoh was proving stubborn, I wouldn't know. But he was told up front. How many times that God will tell you something so fun that you will have forgotten? And so when you're in the tick of it, you're like, ha, the God told you. If only you will remember, then he will make you to be more confident that this too shall pass. In the name of Jesus. Because he's a covenant keeping God. That's, that's his nature. That's his character. That's how he does it. An interesting thing is this. I try to just make it as short as possible. I don't know my time limit. Let me be careful now. Just be Praise God. All right. Amen. So you can see all these happening even before the first step. But you see, every time God will say, go tell, or he will talk about letting my people go, he said that they might what? Go serve me. Or go worship me. Every time, every time, every 
Hey, M A A A. You know why? Because somebody is going to collide or somebody somersault into a new dimension of worship. <laughs> ah, and hey, some will look at you and say, "What's wrong with you? Is it not just worshiping God?" But little will they realize that you have a covenant with God. He got you out to launch let them go that they may serve me, that they may worship me. By the way, you sound very well. God bless you. You are very anointed. No, you are. God bless you. And every time Moses will go, he will say no. And then, another thing quickly. Twice. Exodus 421. Exodus 73. Let's just go to 421. Hallelujah. Then Moses answered, okay, okay. Moses was here to go. What's he talking? Uh, furthermore, now put your hand, okay, God was showing that to him. That's chapter 4. Uh, yes. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent. He was still agreeing. In spite of all God has said. Anyway, that's okay. What if you were in Moses' shoe, Taiwo? I probably have done worse. But the mercy of God will still prevail for me. <laughs> like it prevailed for him. He's a merciful God. He's a covenant keeping God. Praise the Lord. I go, verse 13 said, but he said, Oh my Lord, please send by the hand whomever else. You may say, like, man, after all the explanation, sir, please do for somebody else. Can you imagine? So the anger of the Lord was kindled. Oh, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite or brother? Okay, you know the rest of the story. Glory be to God in the highest. So in verse 18, so Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father in law, and he said, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt uh, and see whether they are still alive. And Jesus said to Moses, go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in the mid, in Midian, go return to Egypt for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and his son and set them on a donkey and they returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand because some faith now he was building some in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. Hey, yeah. But, are you following me? But, I will harden his heart. Ah. It was there to appear. He said, he won't allow you. He won't, see, no matter what you say, he would not let them go. And I went for it and said, I will harden his heart. All right. But you have said, I will free my people. So, in spite of the hardening of heart, in spite of the stubbornness, in spite, I will free my people. And that's why I'm choosing you. So, regardless of the hardship, the situation and the circumstances, he has spoken. It's not a man that he should lie. That he'd see the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Has his mouth spoken it? Will he not bring it to pass? I will harden his heart. But I will free my people. So in spite of your situation, God will still keep his covenant. In spite of your environment, God will still keep his covenant. In spite of the wickedness of the devil, God will still do what he has to do. In the name of Jesus. Is <laughs> a covenant keeping God. So he said that in 421. He said it again in 7.3. And then by the time we now turn it around and say, where God said, I have 
harden the heart of, oh my goodness, that one you would lose count. All in Exodus, you lose count. So we can see what we're dealing with. So that explains why several times Pharaoh will, no, no, no. Now, that brings you to this place quickly. Where is that? So when God was saying, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, was he appealing to Pharaoh? No, let's, let's, let's think about it. Do you think he was appealing to Pharaoh? No. He said, had in his heart. He said, we'll not let you go. So, what does it mean when God says let? When God says let, he's instructing. He's making a demand. It cannot be turned, cannot be rejected. Every time God says let, He's saying it because He has concluded matter. And for anything and everything that was around, they have to move to get it done. You see, explain. Let there be light. And for everything He created, let, let, let. Ah, the doctors didn't complain that we, darkness covered everywhere. What has covered the land? It was a chaotic mass. Chaos. Even chaos could not complain. He said, let there be. And then the Holy Ghost was moving. He said, let there be light. Light. Boom. So when he was telling Moses, let, he wasn't appealing. Nah, 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 nah. He was instructing. He was saying, get it done. So he gives me the light to hear from the lips of Jesus concerning me and you. You are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. Which cannot be covered. Let your light. What does that suggest to you? My light will shine. In the name of Jesus. It will shine. It will shine. Not the devil. Not man. Not habit. Not lack. Not fear. Nothing can stop my light will shine in the name of Jesus. It's an instruction. It's an instruction. Not even past failures. He says, "Let." He says, "When your light shine, men will see." Don't try to impress men. Just shine. Just shine for Jesus. Shine because he says, "Shine." Men from different nations. We glorify God on account of a shine. It's let. Can you now see that this conference has come to remove limits over your life? If generations before you never, 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 never cross that line, you will cross it a thousand times in the name of Jesus. Why? On account of the covenant to carry. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, the Lord had in, the Lord had in 15 times. In the book of Exodus alone, not referring to other. If we get to the book of Romans, ha! He said, I had in the heart of. No, he said, no, he said, God, lift, God raised Pharaoh so that I will be glorified. Because he will mess up. And I will, I will show. It's in the book of Romans. Paul was writing about this same situation. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Let me now begin to several signs and wonders were performed. And Pharaoh will not. Why? God said he will not. But he thought he was so highly placed that he could do whatever he wanted. 
Because that's the thing about pride. Pride is such a short-sighted character. The person operating in pride thinks he's ruling the world. He's so short-sighted. doesn't see beyond his nose. Can you imagine Moses standing before him? Knew everything about him. And he talked. Not just God. Even the man standing before. God have mercy. After all the signs and wonders, water turned into blood, an invasion of lies, invasion of frogs, all kinds of things, destruction of all the hurts, all kinds of trouble. I mean, affliction of boys everywhere. As a matter of fact, if you read further, I didn't get there. In that burning bush dialogue, he said, I will, st- I will kill his firstborn. He said it even before Moses ever went. Because you are going to tell him that Israel is my first son. Let him go. If you don't let him go, I'm going to strike your sons. He's right there. Before he even went to appear. And that's why as long as we are students of this Bible, we have advanced information. Not just advanced information in the sense that we have read intellectually and now we... No, 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 no. He said the word I speak to you, they are... what. And they are lying. And how the pieces, I think it was it Peter that was writing, said we have a more sure word of prophecy. So even this word is prophetic. So after all the signs and wonders and everything, by the time we get to um, Exodus 11, glory be to God in the highest. I feel good. Let's turn to Exodus 11. I want to see something there. Glory be to God in the highest. Let my covenant people go. Just announcing what has, what he, what I mean, what conclusively he has done. Exodus 11. And the Lord said to Moses, hmm, after Nine signs and wonders are made. Earth shaking wonders. And Pharaoh was still seated. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more. Everybody say one more. I was preparing to preach many years back. The first day I was at home and I got here. I said, I said one more. The God of wonders. The God. One more. I want to see this one more. <laughs> He's saying, after this one, Pharaoh will run. Uh-huh. Everybody say, one more. One more. Glory be to God in the highest. I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Here, here God. After, after, I mean, afterwards, he will let you go from here. The same God that said, he won't go. He won't let you. I said, say, after this one, he will let you go. One more. Woo-hoo. One more. One more. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here altogether. I mean, he will chase you out. The very obstinate, stubborn, prideful, he would literally go, go, go. I mean, he would change. I don't know what has been keeping you on your lives. In the name of Jesus, by the end of this conference, they'll be chasing you out. In the name of Jesus. Everybody shout one more. Ooh, I love it. And so he went on to describe the one more. <laughs> Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every, let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles because you're about to go. Now go borrow. Oh, go, 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 go. I'm about to make you rich. Go, come on, go, 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 go tell them to go because there's one more. This one, no devil can resist it. 
you. <laughs> no devil, no devil, no devil. I don't care how long the devil has been torturing you. I don't, long, I don't care how long he's been grinding your face on the ground. One more! He will, lick the, he will begin to lick the dust off your feet. In the name of Jesus. One more. Whatever it is in your life that has been holding you back. Or whatever it is that is externally coming from, the, from outside to hold you down. I say your freedom has come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And here verse 3. And the Lord, and the Lord gave the people favor. He was there to do it. He said one more. So preparatory. For the one more. One more. Go get, get it. Position yourself for wealth. Receive favor. Receive good health. Every sickness. Come on get healed. Because there is one more. So just. Just a sense of the one more. The devil is beginning to readjust himself. The devil of sickness. The devil of poverty. The devil of fear. The devil of doubt. The devil of intimidation. The devil of rejection. One more. Then Moses said. Uh, okay. And the Lord gave the people favor. Verse 3. In the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servant, and in the sight of the people. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight, I will go out into the midst of Egypt. Now, let me jump. Let me go to verse 12. Verse 11, he was saying, one more. Verse 12, he began to do it. I'm sorry, chapter 12, rather. Chapter 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be your beginning of Amen. When you encounter God in a covenant, it's a new beginning. Amen. No, but it's true. It's a new beginning. Come on. I mean, wasn't it the same way with us? The day you make Jesus and you make them the Lord of your life, all things passed away. And the mistake, all things became new. And the mistake people usually will make is this. You, you don't know that all things of sickness, all things of sinful habits, all things of poverty, all things of fear, everything that will not glorify God, they become old. And what does that mean? They don't have hold on you again. All things now become new. So what are we saying? New beginning. All things of fear, rejection, they are gone. But you know the amazing thing? If you don't know it to exercise your faith, then the devil will still continue to take advantage of you. That's it. But they are gone. New. That's why I said this will be the beginning of your new year. The beginning of your new month. And it was clear. That means that they were, born, they were conceived and born in slavery. Their great, great, great grandfathers were conceived and born in slavery. 430 years. If I what even makes it interesting was that this thing just didn't happen. God told Abraham Genesis 15. So for, for someone whose great-great-grandfather was a slave and he himself a slave, how will he be able to think? Yes, as a free man, what will the new thing look like? All things are past. All things have become new. So this will be the beginning of your years. And let, just to cut it short quickly, he says, now, everybody take a lamb for a, whole, for a household, for a family, kill it, and what do you do? The blood. Everybody shout the blood. The blood. Say one more thing. One more thing. One more. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> he says, now, you put the blood on the lintel of your houses 
and the angel of death will walk through in the night. For refusing my son to go, I will kill all his sons. I will kill the force of every, all his servants, even his animals. I will kill. Say, but if I see the blood on your doorpost, I will pass over you. Two things the blood will do. I will pass over you. Evil will not succeed around you. And number two, you will live free. You will live healthy. You will live rich. You will live a new person. I mean, until now, you are a slave. But from now, from that moment on, you become the ruler. But don't forget, what makes the difference? The blood. Can I say it again? The blood. Can I say it again? The blood. Now, everything that happened in the Old Testament, they are just... Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to put it down. They are shadows, but they are like... Um, it's like you're trying to teach... You know, you know, you know, one of these boys probably will be an engineer or a, or a pilot or space engineer. But now you are teaching them one, two, three, four, and how to add numbers, how to multiply numbers, how to subtract numbers. So everything happened in the Old Testament out there. Elementary. The real thing is in the New Testament. And so in the book of Revelation, say we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. Ephesians chapter 2. He says, by his with his own blood, Colossians, blood of Jesus. And what the, what has he done? It has translated us from that old life into the new life. The devil does not have a hold on us again. Amen. So talking of letting go, the blood is the answer. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. And what defines the covenant is the blood. Yeah. Can I show you something? Hebrews 11, or Hebrews 13, 20. I'll close with that. Hebrews 13, 20. Oh, Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 20. This is the doxology of the book of Hebrews. I believe Paul wrote it. Some say they don't know who. That's all right. But I believe Paul wrote it. And see, and Paul always closed everything with a prayer, a doxology. 13, verse 20. Yes. Now, may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you. If you are a born again child of God, that's how you have been made. It's through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So when you hit the when you hit the block, when you hit when you get to the to the wall, and you cannot plead the blood of Jesus. Declare I'm a covenant child of God through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And sometimes, I don't know where I got it from. Holy Ghost told me. I said, devil, you're a liar. I don't only have the name. That name has behind it the blood that was shed. I said, I come against you through the blood of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, give way. And I remind myself in my language. I'll say it in my language. I'll try to interpret it. When it comes to ah, said Satan, listen, cosetu to fight Jesus. What I just said is, thank you. Because when it comes to when it comes to spiritual matters, it is the sacrifice that determines the strength. Ask any occultic man; it is the sacrifice. Some will bury camels alive. Some will bury cows alive for power. Some will bury human beings alive for power. But the truth is that Jesus has died for me. And no man that any man can bury anywhere that will stand the unblemished lamb of God, the blood of Jesus. The truth is no spiritist, no spiritualist, no spiritist anywhere in the world that can find something more potent for sacrifice than the blood of Jesus. And my Bible tells me, said it is once an everlasting sacrifice. No power. So when I say one more thing, the blood of Jesus. 
Every barrier we give way. Every hindrance we give way. Because everything will bow to the name of Jesus. To the blood of... See, 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 see. In that Hebrews 13, it says, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, it will make you complete in your everyday life. Can I ask you a question? Are you being held back anywhere in your life today? Have you been condemned to a situation where you think there's no way forward? I put it to you tonight. There's a definite way forward. The blood of Jesus. So if there's one thing that is saying to the powers that be, let my people go, is the blood of Jesus. They don't have an answer. They have to obey. It's not an appeal. It's a demand. It's an instruction. Let my people go. Shall we rise? Oh, glory. I would like I would like for the next few minutes I just want to on the basis of what we have shared tonight I want you to go to God in prayers. The Bible says let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Why? Because the blood has given us access. I want you to go there. Regardless of where you are filled and filled and filled begin to declare I am getting over I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony in the name of Jesus. No habit, no lie, no past failures. Uh-uh. The blood of Jesus wipes everything clean. I am crossing over. Begin to declare, 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 declare bold. Be bold about it. Be bold. Nothing, 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 nothing is impossible with a child of God. Mark said, open your mind and pray. Open your mind and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Makashatala Baba says the Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The Lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. Whatever is constituting Pharaoh in your life, is it in your marriage? Is it in your health? Is it in your finances? Is it in your ministry? I mean, let my people go. The lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. The lion of Judah has broken every yoke and has given us the victory again and again. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. So don't believe a lie that you can never rise beyond where you are. It's a lie. God has finished the work through the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Yours is to believe and go forward. The children of Israel did not believe. And yet they were the one crying to God. Pharaoh did not agree. But God did it anyway. God has done it for you in the name of Jesus. You will return to testify in Jesus' name. It is well with you. Well with your future. Well with your household. In the name of Jesus. Indeed you are the light of the world. And I say to you. Let your light so shine. Before men. They will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. In Jesus' name.
Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbaji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.